You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. ClockRadioSpeakers.com is where you can get all 463 episodes of our show. Approximately. Approximately. Give or take a few. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, anywhere you consume podcasts except for SoundCloud because they are trash. You can also get all of our previous episodes at 4th District. Shout out to the good folks there. And ClockRadioSpeakers.com has us on Facebook, has our Instagram. Everywhere that you guys socialize on the media, we are there. And we're if we're not, not there... We're not chapping and snapping yet. Nah, chat, chat, chatting and snapping on the low a little bit, but like mm. not officially how would you use clock radio speakers as a snapchat like how would that work you'd have to be you have to snapchat in the middle of the show i mean i've, I've done that yeah i know times <laughs> here and there i might actually do that uh you've dabbled stories i've dabbled that's a good word dabble <laughs> what's going on doc what's up man oh you know it's the uh, about to be about to really get in the summer you know summer season so i'm, I'm trying to enjoy not hot weather because next week already looking like 80s and 90s and i'm like oh yeah yeah it, it was like 50 degrees yesterday and it's gonna Let's be like to- it's gonna be like 90 degrees in less than a week and i'm just like <sighs> not ready yeah. for it but uh but you know man everything's good um yeah everybody can follow me if they want on twitter at doc underscore doc underscore beats s not a z man it's it, you can tell i've taken a week off because i'm a little rusty here um Sorry, for those man. who are, are recent uh fans of the show Summertime gets to be a little slow around here because not every year, but a lot of years, summertime's just a little slow in hip hop for whatever reason. Although I don't know about this summer. We'll see. We might it might be might be fits and starts. Might be take a week off and then all of a sudden we've got too much for three weeks, you know? It might be a hot summer. Cause might, I might mean, be a hot summer. As we were just sort of going over what we could talk about on the show besides our main topic, I mean there's quite a few things. Um, you know, there are uh, billboards all over New York City and in subways that are alluding to either a Jay-Z album or Jay-Z children or Bible verses from Jay-Z or whatever. We've got JLX Hydro Hydro Magnetic Force Field Records uh, dedicated to Kevin Durant. Speaking of Kevin Durant, we've got the NBA Finals. we got a new Drake and Khaled record. we got a few things we can talk about. I'm really looking forward to the possibility of Jay-Z trying to jump on the I'm a Christian 2 train. Because that would be the worst it's not gonna happen. bandwagon he's ever jumped on in his entire life. That's not good. That's not gonna happen. Why would the, wait, why has that gotta be the worst bandwagon? Uh because there's nothing like I don't know, because that would be the most like a calculating businessman like move. Like he's like, all right. Oh, okay. All right. Because like, you know, Jay hasn't he's never even really hinted. I mean, except to say, I never prayed to God, I prayed to God E, right? Like, he's yeah. never even hinted. So, to jump on that trend would be, oof. Oh, it's, it's com- I mean, and, and I've said this on the show, it's coming where it's, it's about to be really cool to talk about being a Christian. I, I can totally see that in the next 18 to 36 months. I mean, your man Chancellor the Rapper already did that. Yeah, I mean, and he's, he's, uh, he's getting like a humanitarian award from like BET or something like that. And he's doing like doing... Is he on like Oprah's network and just all this crazy stuff based off of a uh, 
independent record deal in a free mixtape, right? Anybody else still care about a mixtape, right? I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. a terrible song that album. Um, but uh, Sounds but yeah, cool. I'll uh, I'll be seeing him next week. Um, okay. So I'm going I'm headed out to Eau Claire's. Be seeing uh, it's a really weird lineup this year. Seeing Francis and Light, seeing Chance, of course. Uh, Bonnie Vera's out there with a bunch of collaborators, but like Paul Simon. <laughs> wait, 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 Paul, like the Paul Simon, the Paul Simon backed with a string orchestra. Oh man. The, the Instagram stories will be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be weird. The camera is going to be really steady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to look like uh, the, the, the gif of uh, Jay-Z trying to head nod to Coldplay. Just be like, you know, do it like really trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah where's that video from <laughs> it's him i think like coldplay is playing like out i forget what it is but it's definitely him listening to coldplay it was when he was in his oh like jay's doing stuff with coldplay era ah so this is like blueprint three no this is like 2006 so that's uh that's right because big brother right. references that jay did a song with coldplay and that's oh, 07. Oh. I'm like, no way. Translating Spanish, no way. <laughs> Listen, that's a classic record, but that, that, that's a struggle a bar. Bad, that's a bad line. Oh, it's a bad line. That's why we love Kanye, though. He, yeah. If you actually write down and then try to read back what he, some of his lines are, you're like, mm, no, actually, no. Nah. no. We, just gave, we just gave him a pass because he's Kanye. He's, he's speaking of passes and speaking of Kanye. Speaking of Kanye West, a couple some, weeks. Uh, yeah, a couple records hit the streets. Did you uh, did you hear any of them? Uh, I have now, thanks to the magic of technology, heard at least pieces of all three of these leaks. Yeah, w- w- one of them is more interesting than the rest. But uh, so we had Euro with ASAP. Yeah, we had uh, what's the record with Migos and Thug? Um, um, hold tight, hold tight, and then Can You Be? Yep. I feel like I've heard about Can You Be before. Yeah, um, I've read somewhere where I think. There's a video of Travis Scott dancing to it on Instagram or something like that. That is the most 2017. Right. Yeah. Um, and hold tight. I've heard rumored before. Now, we did hear about Migos getting in the studio with Kanye. Right. We heard about that a while ago. So Out of the three of them, Can You Be is by far the most interesting to me. Yeah. Um, Euro sounds like, you know, it's produced by TM88. It's got a okay kind of choppy hook. I'm not really a big fan. I've been like futures. Uh, he's got the future doo doo flow. Uh, hold tight. I mean, eh. but can you be sounds? I mean, these are all unfinished. Can you be sounds like it could have been something interesting? Yep. See, here, here's here's my problem with people who are judging these records. Um, people will judge them and then say, "Well, it's well, it's it's not finished." Like I think Doc, you and I, we have our ears trained for like Kanye leaks and unfinished records, you you can kind of tell when a Kanye leak or unfinished or a demo Kanye West record is going to be something. You can tell where he's trying to go. He just has to like walk it there. Right. And all of the the feedback or reviews that I've, that I've heard about these projects, they're not given that benefit of the doubt. It's just essentially like, this is trash because this is going to be the end. Like you have no idea what those records are going to turn into. Um Sometimes you just got to get the tempo right. Sometimes you got to get the feel. The end version may have completely different beats. Complete, like, so yeah, w- with that being said, I agree with you. Like, Can You Be is probably the closest to a, hmm. Right. 
Can you be the, as interesting? The rest of these, hmm. yeah. The 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 controversy was from all the uh, the whole tight whole tight stuff about wanting to be white and doing stuff with Miley Cyrus and is like it, it's Kanye. <laughs> it's Kanye. He ruined what he ruined what could potentially be the best song of 2016 in the first two bars. So whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Um, anything else you want to say about these Kanye leaks? Nah, 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 nah. We're good. Um, do we want to talk about this 444? So, as you as you pointed out, uh, billboards and ads in New York have sprung up showing 444. Mm-hmm. Um, and people have traced that back to they they can tell that the um the ad because I think there are ads online too. And, sure. Uh, okay. and and people can tell they're coming from Title. Okay. So because that, everyone's like, ah. Oh, is is this the jay-z hype train starting yeah i i I don't know so there's a bunch of speculation what does it mean you and i went back real forth real quick on texting like you know i was like oh i I hadn't even read the article and i was like i was just randomly throwing stuff out like well i don't know like isn't for beyonce's like number or whatever and then you sent me an article was a complex or whatever where it was literally the same thing and i realized we're missing out on opportunity we're we're texting speculation back and forth to each other we could just be blogging speculation um yeah but and and making ad revenue off of it <laughs> but i i don't know i mean we, there's been rumors for a long time i mean really for the past two years solid right around this time every year everyone starts to be like oh maybe a jay-z album yeah yeah we've heard rumors about him being in the studio with uh mike will rumors of him being with metro Boomin. um and we've talked about it at length i've actually heard that the j record has been that the album's been done for a little bit that's so right and if i if you hadn't told me he had been in the the studio with 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 people like that then i wouldn't be as concerned because i'd be thinking you know what he's doing a separate thing he's not trying to be trendy so it doesn't matter if it's if it's been sitting on the shelf but the notion that now he basically you know he he basically wants to do a whole bunch of i got the keys records um well here's here's the thing i think I would say that about Mike Will had I not heard records like HDTV. Because Jay, I could totally hear, like, that, that Push T record is cool, but I think we think that that record is cool because Pusha always comes out with these minimalistic 40-bar right. songs. He's, he's done it better. You know, Numbers on the Boards is phenomenal. Um, but I could hear Jay on HGTV. I think Mike Will isn't as trappy to me. When I hear Mike Will, I don't instantly go to tra- uh, Trap. Because he's got the record on uh, on Game's album that was cool, on Documentary 2. And of course, Kendrick's album. But do exactly. I do I trust Jay to get those kind of records out of Mike Will? I don't know. <sighs> Here's the thing that... Com- the thing that actually completely throws me off on that record is that uh, Metro Boomin co-produced Father Stretch My Hands. So if I'm hearing, if I'm hearing Kanye and Metro Boomin... Because didn't it... Hold on. Didn't the original version of Father Stretch My Hands come out? Mm-hmm. was it what what beat was that like it came out and it sounded like a traditional Kanye beat or a traditional somebody beat and then we heard oh that was um that was the um was that called sacrifices it was it was mustard it oh, was Kanye, yeah. big sean and ross and then mustard's version came out and, it, and we were like Ugh. it just sounded like a, a mustard beat but they slowed yeah. it down and did whatever yeah so on uh on um father stretch my hands metro is just doing the drums i think so when I so when I hear that, I can give 
Metro the benefit of the doubt and say, well, maybe he's co-producing something. I can't. That's Kanye. Like I I get, I got that. But who's to say that Jay isn't bringing Pharrell's and Timberlands and Kanye or probably not Kanye, just all the stuff they were going to do last year. But who's to say he's no, I guess no idea is heavily involved with this album. So who's to say he's not bringing in certain guys to just kind of help mold a a particular sound. I'm just not going to immediately say that Jay is going to be rapping over. I got the keys part 28. Now I got the keys. Wasn't terrible. It was all right. No, but, it's Jay Z, like I'm. <laughs> Jay Z, man. <laughs> right, I I'm I'm both highly. This a blueprint. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm both highly skeptical and very cautious. Sure, sure, because Jay Z is Jay Z has what eleven solo albums, ten solo albums, three a classic, um, and then the rest are range from very good to sweep them under the rug. <laughs> Yeesh. That's what I was gonna, I was gonna say. Oof. Oof, yeah. So, so I, we'll, I'm, we'll I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I think I'm gonna give Jay the benefit of the doubt. Number one, seeing how he's been rapping in the last few years. Um and then number two, do you think he I, I won't say this, but I'll ask you, do you think he knows that most people think that Magna Carta was not good? I was actually just gonna say, I'm not really prepared for the inevitable Magna Carta revisionist history. I swear to God. It's coming. <laughs> it'll And it'll be centered around he went platinum in a day. So next year will be five years since Magna Carta, right? It's been four now. Yeah. That'll be, it, it, that, that's where we'll see the hot take. It's coming. It'll either be that or it'll be, if there's any amount of time between when it's officially revealed that there's an actual J pro- project and the actual release of the music, if there's enough time for the hot takes to filter in, we're inevitably going to get the, you know, Magna Carta was pretty good. Stop it. I just want to yeah. preemptively strike against any hot takes. It's a terrible album. Yeah. Okay. Well, ter- terrible. Terrible. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just, just, just for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just gonna pull. I'm just gonna pull up the track list, and I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you. No, no, it's okay. I just, uh, I just want to. I just need a refreshment, a refresher. I'm sorry. Okay. So, Holy Grail was trash. Uh, Picasso Baby was dope at the time, and it didn't age well. Uh, Tom Ford. Uh, I liked it at the time. Don't think it's aged well. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, people F- like the beat. That's about it. Yeah, it was a single and everything, too. Uh, F with me, you know I got it. I think that's widely regarded as a, hmm, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, Oceans with Frank Ocean. <laughs> a song called Oceans. Let's get Frank on it. <laughs> eh. Yeah. Eh. It's all right. Uh, F-U-T-W. Mm. Yeah. Eh. Somewhere in America. Should have been dope, but then they overproduced it. I'll call it good. It aged really bad, and then it's got the twerk molly. It does. It. The The horn part is really dope. And then yeah. the pianos, it's like, no, no, no. Oh, you don't like the pianos? No. it, it ta- It's it's totally, it's just totally off. Got you. They don't bother me. Uh, Crown. I need to revisit Crown. Yeah, Crown is actually one of those records that I did not like initially, but now when I hear it, it's not bad. I like it. A little ahead of its time, maybe. Yeah, I say that. Heaven, mm. yeah. Versus is terrible. Uh, part two. <laughs> <laughs> Beach is better. <laughs> uh, Beach is better is, is like Crown. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it when it came out. Um, don't mind it now. BBC. Mm. Oof. Jay-Z Blue. Oof. Oof. Oh, this album ends really bad. Oof. And other family. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I don't even remember what nickels and dimes sounds like. I remember open letter. I was actually thinking about that record the other day. For whatever reason, it popped in my head. I have no idea why. I have no idea why. But yeah, open letter was... That was the first time when Flex like hyped up having a record and then it leaked online before. Like He was like teasing the first 10 seconds and then SoundCloud was like, here you go. I remember that. You, I remember you, you, you like texted me or sent it to me and I was listening to it streaming in my car driving to work. Yeah. Yeah. It came out like early in the morning. It was on like the Breakfast Club or something like that. Maybe yeah. not Flex. Breakfast Club. Yep. 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 Yeah. You, you may be right. That was not. It's not a. It, it's maybe. It, right. It's not as objectively like offensive as say Kingdom Come. But uh-huh. it is. <laughs> there's just not enough hype. <laughs> like what's the best song on here? Right. Probably. So, Probably F of me, you know, I got it. Yeah. So we'll just leave that right <laughs> Yeah. Well, so I, I'm thinking, Jay, it's been three years. Because, you know, that Magna Carta was centered around, we've been talking about this album way too much. It was centered around Samsung and the app, which crashed. And I ended up having to, you know, acquire it through other means. And, like, it, it became about the narrative. And Jay is a master of connecting his music to a narrative, to something. Um, this is, this feels like, I haven't really done anything in four years. You've got lemonade that happened. I, ha- you know, I've I've had more time with my daughter. Um, I'm about to have twins. Like it just seems like Jay's in a different space to rap about a lot. So that's why I'm I'm optimistic about this project. So we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Um, speaking of Jay Z, yes, sir. Your man Aubrey came out with a new record. <laughs> How did we transfer from uh from from Jay to to, to Mr. Graham? Well, for some people, Drake is their Jay-Z. Oh, boy. Uh, oh boy. So, uh, you mean Drake uh, jumped on a uh, another DJ Khaled single. Another one. Another one. Another one. Um, can, we just, can we just admit that Khaled is just paying for leftovers? Can we just, can we just agree to that? And yet, you know, if... Shining's if, a leftover. I like Shining. Shining's a leftover. Mm. For Free was a leftover. Right. The only records that he puts together, like the, you know, the I Am The One records, but I, I don't even know how those come together. I'm, I'm very interested to know how those work out. But anyway. I mean, the one thing I'll say is To The Max at least sounds like a, it does not sound like a typical Drake record to me. I agree with that. It, you and I said this offline. It has a little bit of that, not quite, but like the tempo and what it's trying to do kind of tries to feel like a 2017 version of like a two live crew record almost. Not quite all the way, but there's like hints of that. Yeah, I mean just the just the 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 percussion. Right. Um the the whole Yeah, I I I can see that. It's technically a juke record. Um yeah, yeah, yep. Okay. So how do you feel about this? Uh I don't hate it, <laughs> but I probably I listened to it on Monday and I listened to it twice on Monday and I probably won't listen to it again. I'm not, not really be- go ahead. I was gonna say not not because it's whack. I'm just just it's just whatever. I'm not really in a headspace to be listening to this right now because I I was prepping for our definitive fifteen this week, which is about the opposite of which is about as opposite to this as you can possibly get. Yeah. Unless there's some weird digital bullet like leftover I'm not aware of. God help <laughs> us. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine Rizzo rapping? <laughs> Actually, I can. <laughs> I can totally hear Rizzo news. <laughs> um. So I'm not really in a headspace listening to this. Uh, 
One of the things we're going to do for next week, though, is catch up on a lot of stuff that's gone out. I want to talk about like singles that are that are out right now and, and like what's going on for summer because it's about to, it's we're we're now in we're about to be in summer. But like I can't I can't listen to a upbeat my updated Miami bass sound record with Drake on it right now. I was listening to RZA all week. <laughs> were you listening to Bobby Digital's first album? Did you go that far? I listened to the second album. <laughs> Jesus. Oh boy. I we'll get there. We'll get there. We're teasing oh, that already. Boy. But anyway, so um so this is so I'm the one got to number one on the charts. Is this just I'm, I'm a little confused by this coming out now. Oh boy. You know, I know you're still reeling from that. Um but uh I'm a little confused by this song coming out now. Like I know it was coupled with the announcement that the album comes out on June 23rd, but like don't you announce the album now and then if between now and June 23rd, you see, you know, I'm the one really dipping. Then you put this out and keep the momentum going for the album release. Like, why do you put this out now? Now he has to make another announcement of some kind before the album comes out. Unless he's just got so many singles, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so I'm hearing he's got, he's, the picture showed up where he's got a record with Bryson and Rihanna. Um, Travis has four songs on the album, including one with Nas. Um, So it's, I thought, that I'm the one had enough traction to kind of chill out for a little bit. But apparently his, his mode of operation is to flood. And so, cause I mean, think about it with many artists and then this opens up a, a whole other can of words, can of worms, excuse me. So what a lot of artists do is they'll like, they know how to build up, but they don't know how to maintain the momentum. So a lot of artists build up to the first week and then after maybe the second or third week, they don't know how to um, engage the same project in a new way. And so a lot of artists, especially artists who feel like they can produce music quickly, they'll put out something new. And um, in fact, I mean, I'm the one, you know, not at number one anymore. Um, that Daddy Yankee Justin Bieber record is uh, is number one, but it's still in the top five. Like it's number three. It's going to do fine for a couple of weeks. I don't know. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. 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 So to me, this this will be a time for maybe you put out a, a more underground record because that record is still doing well commercially. So then maybe you put out the Nas and Travis. I was just going to say that's not going right. to go. Um, that, that'll stay urban or that'll probably stay in the blogs and social media. That may not go super far. And then you follow it up with Tiller and Rihanna, which could go anywhere, depending on what it sounds like. Right. You know, you could almost like alternate. So if you wanna if you wanna throw all your eggs in one basket and over and pretty much oversaturate for that first week, okay. Mm. I I I don't mind it just because it's different. Try it, I guess. I don't hate it, but well, no. Nope. I mean, you, Khaled of all people would certainly know if Jay was trying to drop something. Get out of the way. I mean, Khaled probably knew Jay was finishing an album and he was like, "What you got? I know you got something on the cutting room floor in the game shining." Shining was done the day before that came out. Says who? <laughs> Is that the narrative? <laughs> Were they so inspired? Can you can you take the tinfoil hat off for a moment? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Man, these Woo affiliates really released a lot of albums in 98. I'm sorry. I'm distracted. Okay. We want to talk about Yeah, more. let's talk about one thing and let's get into the definitive 15. You want to talk about the Rich Picnic you? real quick? Oh, okay. Two more things. Okay. Dog. We're stupid. Stupid. So stupid. We're Why are we stupid? stupid. Why are we stupid? Okay, so here's my thing. I was going to go, and then I was going to do, I was kind of teasing doing a show 
that show was supposed to be on June 3rd. Um, and I ended up not going. So otherwise, but I mean, by the time the show wasn't going to happen, there wasn't, there wasn't enough time to get a decent plane ticket hotel. And I mean, the tickets were under a hundred bucks, but we're st- Pharrell in the roots and I don't know why I just thought that Pharrell was only going to do in my mind stuff he did Neptune stuff I know of course he Backed did by the roots we're he did, stupid he did any yeah he played NERD records they did grinding oh. with Pusha T oh they did grinding they did run to the sun they did sooner or later oh we're stupid oh we're stupid they did super thug oh we're stupid they did super thug yeah, and no. No, yeah. oh yeah we're stupid this is dude. getting worse I didn't even know they did Run to the Sun. My God, I can't. If I look at a track list, if I look at a set list, I might just. So I've been trying to, um, and I'm actually going to look now. I'm trying to check YouTube to see if there's like full like set. Yeah, please please tell me somebody pulled a doc and nerded out and recorded the whole thing. Yes, they (laughs) did. Oh, fan freaking tastic! I'm texting this to you right now. Thanks, sir. Oh man, I'm sorry. Oh, and they got Solange's set too. Oh, fantastic. Fan freaking t- this person has uh pretty much the entire picnic. All right. Let me uh <laughs> let me uh let me download this before uh <laughs> the the people come. Anyway, okay, yeah, so a a little bit is saved. Okay. okay. A little bit is saved. But um but yeah, very stupid. That may not ever happen again. If they could go on tour, that would be super love. But that's probably not going to happen. But here, Doc, we just need to make a pact. The next time something even remotely close to this happens, yeah, there, there's no ifs. Like, we have to go. Okay. That's fair. We have to go. Jesus. Um, oh, okay. So last thing. Yeah. Um, did you listen to this uh, Jay Electronica record um, inspired by Kevin Durant? Who? Oh, man. And, and who? No, I'm just playing. Um... Ooh, can you who? I don't know if you can who the potential finals MVP, can you? Listen, I am I am driving the Kevin Durant hater bandwagon. I feel you. I, I hate these finals. I hate them. I hate them. I, I want nothing more. It, so we're recording this. It is uh, 719 Eastern on Wednesday night. Uh, I want nothing more than for Le- LeBron to lay the hammer down tonight. Unfortunately, these Warriors are so good. Even if he lays the hammer down, he needs everybody else to show up too. Yeah. That's just, where, that's just the way it is. Listen, man, when Iman Shumpert is the third best player on your on the floor, you got you got some problems. You got some well, problems. There's, they got a lot of problems. I mean, this is not a sports podcast, but we sometimes pretend it is. I mean, I've, I've heard other people have said this. I'm not the first to say this. I have no idea why they're playing the way they're playing. They're trying to they're trying to run with the Warriors. It's about the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and and the crazy part is is that they have gone on record saying that they're not going to change anything. Like I'm trying to remember. When they beat them last year, they, they slowed the tempo down, didn't they? Yeah. And then two year, and then the year before that, when they survived and, and took it to six, even though it was just LeBron, basically, they slowed it way down. Those games were kind of ugly, like impressively ugly. It was almost like a feat of nature that you don't want to ever watch again. But no, they have to slow it down. Their advantage is that, I mean, if they have advantages, number one, LeBron can punish them physically. And number two, they can rebound. You, you, do you know what doesn't you know it doesn't help when you play fast? Like I know. <laughs> and what I can't figure out is because is this Ty Lue being an idiot? Is this LeBron being stubborn? Is it both? I'm not sure, but it's gotta stop. Otherwise, if they win game three, game four, 
Game four will just be depressing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it at least goes six, but it'll probably go five. Honestly, if they win tonight and win, even if it's a fluke, doesn't matter. Like if they win tonight, then, you know, we have, you know, and depending how they win, like if they win because of foul trouble, but if they actually change the style and it changes the series a little bit, then we have a shot of getting more than five, four or five games. But yeah. If they if they win on a fluke or they win because somebody gets in foul trouble or whatever, it's yeah, it's still a win, but it probably just means five instead of four. You know what I mean? Yeah. But oh man, it's freaking Warriors, man. Crazy out here, son. Ohio's gonna be crushed if this goes down. Listen, but y'all got the championship. I, like I, I heard, I heard, I heard excuses. Well, after game one, it was it's just a game. After game two, the excuses were already coming out. But it's like it's it's one of those things. Was like, well, what do you like? What do you say? You you get you get to within two, three, or four, and then and then a minute and a half later, it's back up to to thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, I mean, they're look, they're a better, they're just a more talented team, so they have to figure something out. And you can't just yeah, and and you have to take into consider potential consideration. Um, oh my God, what they brought out SWV and they did use your heart. <laughs> oh, we're stupid. We're stupid. We're stupid. So stupid. I'm sorry. You have yeah. You gotta have to take into consideration that I'm I'm thinking that well at least one game um at least one game they've got to miss. I mean maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, so let's say Cleveland loses in five even, but especially if they sweep, someone's going right, and his name rhymes with Bevin Schmuv. Which sucks because he's been the second best player on the court. Yeah, but not getting rid of Kyrie. And not getting rid of Kyrie. I don't I don't know what the Cavs can do because at this point, the only person who may leave Golden State is Clay. And even if Clay leaves, you still have a potential dynasty there. You have a super team that will actually win multiple championships back to back. Because there's nobody close enough right now. And seems to be it. And it seems to be that way for the foreseeable future. That it's just going to stay that way. So I, I don't know, man. They're going to at least get two or three. That's a lot of pressure on LeBron James to stop this tonight. <laughs> right, because it's really like you know Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Yeah, and he he can't he can't do it by himself. I've never seen LeBron tired. It's because they're playing too fast. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. The only thing I mean, they're playing at home tonight. So like, if the role players don't come out tonight. It's a wrap, you know? So who who needs to have a big game? Who needs to have a big game for Cleveland tonight? I mean, you can start with LeBron and Kyrie. Well, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Kyrie can't, uh, be pull, Ky- Kyrie can't pull, pull one of these 14-point games. Kyrie can't stand there and dribble in front of somebody for 10 seconds. If Korver is missing shots, if, J- if some combo of JR and, and Shumpert are missing shots, it's over. Like, they have to hit something. I think, I think Korver's got to have a big game. Um... They're playing a lot of Darren Williams. You need to put Channing Fry in the lineup a little more. Um, Jesus. They need, I think, uh, you know, outside of their big three, they need, I like to think of it just honestly, like in terms of like three pointers, like outside of their big three, they need at least what, five to maybe seven three pointers from those guys, where there's some combination of Fry, JR, Shumper, Corver. Yeah. They just they just need them to hit enough threes to open things up and to and to get the crowd going. Like they they have to do it. Yeah. If those guys come out, you know, bricking it. Then, you know, I hope the I hope I hope Ty I hope Ty Lue's next move is literally like we're gonna slow this down to a crawl, 
And it's yeah. going to be the LeBron 2015 show alternating with the Kyrie whatever show. And we're going to take our chances because if the role players aren't hitting, it's over. Yeah. Man, what a life. Crazy. And it's funny because by the time people hear this, we will have known the answer. So this is an immediately out of date podcast, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're we're about an hour and a half out from the from the game. So can I get my old man on for a second? Sure. What these games are too late, man. Yeah, they are. Like nine o'clock on the East Coast. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Um, we should real before we talk about our main event this week. Uh, we should plug a a, a remix. Yeah, go. That's all. That's all you, son. That's um, all you. So I'll tell the story. Um, so. <laughs> So you, you put out Sweeter. Yeah. This was like three, four weeks ago? Uh, May 5th. May so about 5th. a month ago. About a month ago. Wow. Okay. You put out Sweeter. And then um, I, I, I realized that by happenstance or by whatever, you know, whatever it was that not only was the song put out, but the acapella and the instrumental was put out. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that I could just text you and say, could you send me the acapella? Instead, I was like, no. I'm going to pay for the acapella. I'm going to download it. And I'm going to try to do something with this. <laughs> and then I just sent you the remix. <laughs> yeah, you just randomly, it was, I think it was like, actually. It was like, keep, it was like a day or two after it came out. Even yeah. though I had heard Sweeter long before. Yeah, yeah. It was actually the Saturday of the album. The song came out on Friday. And then I think Saturday morning, I came home um, early afternoon and... Saw something in Dropbox. <laughs> like, that's crazy. And and to uh, everybody who has supported it, tweeted about it, I appreciate it. Um, it was really just a case where Jay Roden did, he, he's doing so much with that beat. And I'm not even trying to outdo him or get my like extra producer on with like extra drum rolls and things. I was like, no, no, no. Instead, let me just try to give this a completely different feel. And I feel like I'm not trying to do my horn. I feel like it does. I get, I, I feel like, you know, remixes should give the song a different feel and not just be another type of beat similar. And I feel like I at least did that much. Yeah. I think that you have a, uh, I think you have a sound and a feel that people are beginning to get familiar with. And I think, uh, the record accomplished that, um, where it was just very, it's very mellow. It's even though sweeter is a slower record, it's still kind of emotional, yeah. Um, and I think your version toned the emotion down and made it sort of an, it's weird. It's almost like an introverted emotion. Like the emotion is there, but it just, it, it just manifests itself differently. Yes. It's not less and it's not more. It's just different. Right. 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 New Jay-Z, I'm coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the record's super dope. I'm actually mad that you didn't just send me the beat. <laughs> I'm like, I just should have rapped on it. I just could have rapped on this. Um, and yeah, so, uh, people can grab that at, uh, uh, is it on your band camp? Is it on, where is it at? It's on a, a Lex band camp. So elect.bandcamp.com and get it there. And, uh, yeah, and it he, won't be a, it definitely is not the last of Armand wake up and doc. No, 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 musically. no, no. I mean, and I mean like just with this whole album rolling out, we've, uh, we've got a joint, maybe two. We got a little something in the tuck. We got a little something in the tuck. So two step into the base, you know, yeah. <laughs> two weapons on the waist. Word. All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we get to this? Uh... Let, let's do it, man, because you, you dropped, you name dropped sons of man. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So you are obviously chomping at the bit, and that's really what I want to see because my list is my list is very vanilla. I'm very curious because woo means way more to you than they do to me. So let's talk about why we're even doing this. So actually, first of all, what are we doing? We are doing a definitive 15 on the Wu-Tang Clan. And the first question you asked me was, is this the group or is this everything? Yeah. And my, and my response was everything. Because to me, the you know, some, as you will see, many of these definitive records are coming off of records like Only Built for Cuban Links, Iron Man, Liquid Swords, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not even going to go, you know, like those are as much a part, especially, and we could talk about this, especially the first round of Wu solos. Yeah. Did I listen to everything? Sure. Because I was looking for a reason to go back and listen to record. Well, uh, my near misses are, are, are more interest are maybe even more interesting than the Definitive 15, but we'll see. The, the biggest question. And so the reason why we decided to do this is because this past week was again, yet another 97th anniversary to make us feel old. The 20th anniversary of the release of Wu-Tang Forever. Yeah, we old though. If you want to hear us talk about Wu-Tang Forever, or anything else Wu-Tang, you should absolutely go listen to the incredible three-part <laughs> retrospective we did way, 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 way back on yeah. Clock Radio Speakers. And it, it's it's pretty in-depth. There's a, a lot There's a lot of making fun of Bobby Digital. <laughs> B-O-B-B. I'm sorry. Now I have to pull that song up. But please continue talking. Um, we did, but we did praise NYC everything. We did. We praised NYC everything. Uh, Holocaust was at the time a monumental record. Completely. I still want to rap on that record. Um, and so it was interesting. One of the things that was most interesting about the idea of geeks and shit, right? <laughs> Niggas still making money off of those shits, looping the same shits for a thousand years and shit, right? <laughs> The B, the O, the B, the B, the Y, the D, the I. I'm sorry. I'm Listen, sorry. Listen, I may defend that song <laughs> But, and actually, I, I'm trying to figure out when to make, I have a really interesting point. So I, I sort of tweeted throughout the week that one of the interesting things about listening to this stuff again, and really Wu-Tang Forever plays a large role in this, is that it made me re, it made me re-appreciate, but also it gave me a different perspective on some of the especially like 97 and later Wu-Tang stuff that I didn't really have until now. And Bobby Digital is an interesting case, especially that record, right? I think, and I'll just get out of the way before we get to Definitive 15 because I don't really know where else to bring it. Like, it's really important to remember the context. So Bobby Digital comes out, what, like November 98 or something like that? Something um, like that, yeah. I thought it came out in the spring. Was it the fall? Fall of 98. Spring okay. of 98 was uh, like um, Killer Priest... Um, Capadonna. It was that first Wu Syndicate. <laughs> uh, Killer Army was later that year. Sons of Man. <laughs> so, like that first half of '98 was like all the Wu affiliates, quote unquote, getting their get, getting their projects off. Um, but '98, we've talked about it on the show many times because it really was a transformative year in hip hop. Right? You listen to '97. And 98, for the most part, sounds like a completely different era, right? Whether you're talking about the emergence of DMX, you're talking about Jay-Z, in a weird way, resuscitating his career from a perceived sort of downturn, totally embracing that Def Jam 2000 sound, the emergence of Swiss Beats, the domination of Swiss Beats in New York City hip-hop in the later half of, of 98 and Rough Riders and all that stuff. And 
the common narrative, and we have talked about on the show, is this idea of as a react, you know, coming out of this reaction of sort of looped up records and samples in 98, we get this real shift towards not entirely because like, look, stop being greedy has a sample. Get at me, dog has a sample. Like a lot of records in 98 still had samples, but a sort of drift towards quote unquote keyboard beats. Would you say that's true? 100%. If you go back and listen to Wu-Tang Forever, listen, this is a keyboard album. There's lots of stuff on here. Like we'll talk about, there's a particular song. I mean, I don't know where we'll talk about it, whether it's a honorable mention or whatever, but I'm guessing one of us might talk about um, Reunited. Yeah. Reunited is mixed and has different drums than any other Wu-Tang record you could ever point to. The drums are off a keyboard. They are not sampled. They are loud and upfront. It is unlike anything else. And it is closer, really frankly, to like the Bobby Digital sound than anything else. Now, there's still lots of sample-based stuff coming in. And in fact, if you really go back and listen, like obviously Fourth Chamber on Liquid Swords is using a keyboard. is using a synth, I should say, not just a keyboard, but a synth. And there's keyboard stuff all over Iron Man, but they were all supplemental. It was all still trying to create this gritty, grimy, soul-infused sound with some like with some stuff and he's playing all over it and he's doing whatever. But and Wu-Tang Forever continues that, but the line sort of shifts a little bit and there are lots of records where it's like, no, that's it's much crisper and cleaner and he's tr- it's it's frankly a lot of it boils down to the mix, right? He's not trying to if he is doing keyboard drums, he's not trying to hide them like he is on Iron Man, right? Like they're up front in a lot of cases and there's still samples and he's weaving them in and a lot of the classic records off Wu-Tang Forever incorporate samples. But there's a lot of records on there that sound way cleaner than anything we had heard before. And we talk a lot about, especially me, I talk a lot about like lessons learned on this show. And God help us, I think the one of the lessons that RZA took out of Wu-Tang Forever was he needed more records like Reunited. And I'm guessing you and I both think that's a classic record. But yeah. You can draw a straight line from the sound of Reunited to what he tries to do on Bobby Digital. Now, Bobby Digital is also completely insane and crazy. But the notion that, like, RZA was really doing heavy keyboard stuff way before 98. But if you take that sort of trend line of his, and then, oh, by the way, I think also as a reaction to, an overreaction to the bad boy sound, which he, he enjoyed playing the heel against that in a sense, right? Like, I mean, you just played Bobby Digital and he talks at the beginning. He's like looping up the same records for a thousand years. Like he, he was trying to be like, okay, y'all are giving Swiss Beats credit. Y'all are doing this. I'm Bobby Digital. I'm going to do this crazy album. Yeah. You know? And, but it was, it, for me, like listening to Wu-Tang Forever in that way. And all of a sudden listening to like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, I never realized like the drums on, on Reunited are like no other Wu-Tang drums you had heard to date. And I started listening to the album in a different way. So that was a really long, super nerdy rant uh, that really got me towards saying the 20th anniversary of Wu-Tang Forever and also this Definitive 15 really made me think about how like the evolution of Wu-Tang, which we've talked about before and we're definitely going to talk about today, sort of from that initial 93 sound through the mid-90s into the 97 later sound, but how key Wu-Tang Forever is to that and how it foreshadows where he's going. Yeah. Like I, I said, I got deep. You definitely did. And I was like, oh, I, I, when you initially presented the idea, I was like, yeah, Definitive 15 would be great. And then um, I started thinking about it and I was like, this, this isn't that hard. If we're just talking about 15 records that you would want to play somebody that accurately depicts the Wu-Tang Clan um or somebody to play for somebody that has never heard them before i think it's easy i think it's hard leaving some out 
But I think the 15 that I have, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good on the 15 I have, definitely. I mean, I'm also good on like the next 15. Well, maybe the next five or 10, but we're going to get there. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear. So how do you, what order do you want to do this in? Do you have this in, chrono- you're not going to be surprised. I have this in roughly chronological order. I'm sure you do. Because that's how I think of Wu-Tang, but do you have this in a particular order? Um, no, the order that I have it in is essentially what I wanted to do is, is I wanted to pick records that gave each member shine mm. and then pick good posse cuts. Oh God, where are, you, where are you giving you got shine? Oh, he definitely doesn't get shine. <laughs> <laughs> there were some, cause I was like, there's a few like master killer doesn't get shine and you God doesn't get shine. Unfortunately, Kappa doesn't get shine either though. He has mm-hmm. shining moments. I was going to say, if you don't have a single record w- on here with a dope Capadonna verse. I don't, man. Oh, my. I know. I whoa, know. Whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa. Know. I'm, I'm already realizing I have You know what? Four? I, you know what? I take that back. I'm going to put one on there. <laughs> you, you definitely have one. I haven't no. seen your list, and there's no way this record's not on your list. No, I just I just changed it, and then I'm going <laughs> to add and Okay. Yep. Okay. Yes, I do have a Capadonna. <laughs> <laughs> I have four. All right. All right. You have four Capadonna records? No, records where Capadonna is on it. Okay. Yeah, this just got yeah. really interesting. Okay. Um, where do you want to start? Just let, We'll just go down like we always do. Well, l- we can get some of these easy ones out of the way. Well, maybe easy. Okay. Yeah. So, listen. If, if Cream's not on... Number one. Okay. Mine too. If Triumph is not on your list... It's on my list. Okay. If ice cream isn't on your list. It's on my list and Capadonna's on that. Okay. There we go. Cool. All right. Hold on. We're we're running through these really quick. So cream is a no brainer, right? Absolutely. Classic. Monumental. One of the most important songs in hip hop history without question. Okay. Triumph. Another important song in hip hop history. This was hard for me. Why? I don't know how well Triumph has aged. Um, Triumph was always... Triumph was always amazing, but nobody plays it after maybe Ghost verse. Yeah, I mean, it, it it was a you know what it was. Triumph was a flex. Oh, what does that mean? It, what I mean by that is here. So here's Wu Tang at the height of their commercial power, releasing a six minute long song with lots of expense with a video with lots of great at the time expensive special effects, and there's no hook. They don't even mention. I don't even think the word triumph is uttered. Once in the song, maybe I, I can't even tell if it is. And you know what? It would be really corny if it was. Triumph! <laughs> right. And, you know, the iconic opening lines are, I bomb atomically, but yep. it was a single. That's what yeah. I mean by it was a flex. Gotcha. It was the first single, actually. It was, yeah, of course, of course, of course it was the first single. Yeah, first single. That's a weird album, though. Like, what? I mean, it's you. Well, boy, we could talk about it to ours. Um, so I, I agree though on a definitive 15, like if you're thinking, if you're playing 15 Wu-Tang records for somebody, Triumph has to be on the list. But if I was, if I was making a list of what I think are the the best, not definitive, but the best Wu-Tang records, I don't know if Triumph's in my top 15. Yeah, you bugging, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I would, pr- I would put half of Cuban links over Triumph. Of course you would. Of course I would. And then what was the last one you said? Um, no, Ice I just cream. said cream. I said cream and triumph. I was about to go. Okay. The there's two more. Okay. That I feel like should be on your list. Well, these are super safe. Then the rest, I think and we then, can get. And then to after that, else. we should go one by one. 
Okay. Um, Wu-Tang Ain't Nothing to F With has to be on your list, right? Absolutely. Okay. And then the last one, Protect Your Neck, has to be on your list, right? Has to be. Okay. Then we're, then we're square. Anything else from here? Um, mm. they, I think these are actually, those are all of my group records. I have one more group record. I have, I mean, I have, I have one, two, I have two more posse cut. Well, I mean, posse, I guess mm. ice cream does it. Okay. Is ice cream on your list? It, it is on my list. Okay. Is that a posse cut? No, it's three people. Three people. Posse so cuts have, at least four. I have two more posse cuts. Okay. All right. But, so what I meant by all members is like it was on a Wu Tang album. Okay. So protecting neck. Is there really anything we need to say about protecting neck and Wu Tang Clan and Nandef with? I'm gonna say this: protect your neck is actually better now than it was when it came out. Mm. And it was incredible when it came out, but hearing it again is like a shot in the back. And see, to me, I think Wu Tang Clan and Nandef with has aged tremendously well. It has. That has as well. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Ice cream. You mentioned that. Let's talk about ice cream real quick. Okay. Is this like the world's introduction to Cappadonna? Probably. And this was... So when Cuban Links was released, the source review infamously sort of says, there's nothing on here that's catchy aside from meth on ice cream. <laughs> that's a lie, but okay. <laughs> right. And when they did their revisionist history, they, they cleaned that up. Um, of course they did. Is this but, the LLQJ episode or issue where everybody got five mics? I think, it, I think yeah, that's, that's right. Um, but, oh man, <laughs> I, I needed like an oral history of what they thought. Like I need like the ringer or whoever to, or the old Grandland folks to reunite and do an oral history of why they thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I agree. Um, but ice cream, <sighs> even the, the beat is, the beat is crazy. I, I always say that there are certain beats that rappers have to get busy on. That is one of them. The beat is crazy. Shout out to cannabis. One of the mm. greatest freestyles ever. Cannabis over ice cream. Who's got the best verse on ice cream? Probably Ghost. Ghost is pretty dope. Yeah, probably Ghost. I love Capadonna's verse on here. Kappa's is dope. Kappa's is sneaky dope. Kappa between nine, Kappa in 95 and 96. He He's kind of underrated. He was ridiculously good. And, and not even but, just an infamous verse of his that we may or may not talk about at some point. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert, we will. <laughs> um, but like, he's got like, he's got verses all over the place. Yeah. And it's amazing because, you know, I think some, some cats, some of our listeners come up in an era where, um, there are groups like a uh, disturbing the peace where there's one good member. And then there's one, like one or two all right members and the rest of trash, like weed carriers. This is the Wu-Tang clan where at least four to five members are not just dope, but like incredible. Right. So Capadonna I think Cabanana gets lost in the shuffle because he's in the mix with all these incredible MCs, but he's got incredible hip hop moments. I think also just his solo album. That too. You know, a couple of high points, but just so disappointing. I mean, because he's, even though he, he doesn't get co-building like he does in Iron Man, like he's all over Cuban Links and he's great on it. Iron Man is essentially like, you know, it's all, it might as well be a three man album. Yeah. You know, um, and it's incredible and he's ridiculous on it. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So ice cream. Yeah. Ice cream. I mean, the hook is great. The ouch. It's a whole song is classic. Yeah. I can't say I love ice cream. Yeah. Incredible. Right. In- incredible song. We hope you enjoyed side A of this week's episode. Please check out side B at clockradiospeakers.com.